Hey, I have a close friend with me today. You may find his voice familiar. Would you like to introduce yourself? Sure, why not? My name is Matthew Chu. The pronouns are he, him. Yes, I had the honour of recording one of the previous episodes for my good friend Aaron. Yeah, who's sat in front of me. Uh, we've known each other for oh four years. Almost. Almost four years. Yeah, we met in a in a pub in Soho. That was a funny night. Your phone was low on battery. Um and we've been friends ever since. Um yeah. One of the first things that we actually did when we were um starting a friendship was we went to Mount of the Pride. <laughs> that was a fun weekend, wasn't it? But um yeah, no, it was good to spend time with you. I think that was also my first Manchester Pride, was that yours? It was my first Manchester yeah, Pride. Loved it. Um, well, apart from losing my phone, but that's a whole other thing. But that was a really good experience because that was my first time experiencing a Pride event in the UK, but outside of London. Actually, a couple of months before was my first ever Pride in the UK and had the honour of marching with the company that I work for. Still do, five years later, actually. So, like, yeah, it was a it was a weird but privileged position to be in, to march with work, particularly as it was my first job, proper job, after uni. So it meant a lot to me to be able to do that and be in an environment that I could be open about my sexuality, work, was comfortable enough to a foster a community that would be okay with marching and b to actually allow us to go and march because obviously uh, it's the funding that goes into it that is that by the company to be able to go and do that too so that's a really inspiring thing to be involved in and that's why i've also been consistently involved with the lgbtq plus community at my company uh, and its holding company as well from that, what does the word pride mean to you personally? I mean, first and foremost, it's the name of the rock that simply gets lifted over, but that's, that's childhood right there. But pride, okay, pride as you grow older, it's the actual understanding of what it means to be proud. And my take on it is, especially if you're relating it to, to being yourself, is actually being comfortable and happy in who you are. And it it can be difficult to have that on a day-to-day basis for a multitude of reasons, but on days like, or events like Pride, if you're not proud of who you are, or you're not comfortable in being able to partake in a local celebration of a community that you are a part of, then that for me is really sad. It's a shame that there's still a lot of people that feel they can't be who they want to be. But that sense of immense elation and excitement and belonging, but also just happiness of, again, who you are as a person, that is pride. Summarised in the moment, summarised in your feelings and your emotions that you feel at that time. For me, pride is waking up each day and feeling comfortable in my skin, being able to dress in a way that is true to myself 
and not fearing the reaction of other people and also not limiting that those emotions to one day mm. a year at pride events we live in a time where you should be able to be yourself and express yourself every day no matter what your ethnicity is or what background you come from you should be able to be yourself mm. but we live in a society at the moment where we, there is a lot of fear and there's a lot of hate and and it can be very hard as someone who is from a minority to express yourself when you often fear that there will be a negative reaction towards you mm. it's it's a lot of layers of intersection like what we were chatting earlier on today about how we see or a lot of people see the lgbt plus community as being a, a spectrum but another way of looking at it is lots of small venn diagrams upon venn diagrams how people all intersect with each other there's not a clear cut like you can be one identity but um have a different upbringing but because of that um even though you've grown up in one space that shares a few different religions you might also just have a different way of of being and when you start to look at each of those layers and look at each of those and pick away at those sometimes a lot of people try to look at them as as individual things i personally think it, it it's fine to look at those individual things but recognize that it the meeting point of all of them that is what makes you you or if you're in a in a situation where you've got siblings who are very similar it's that meeting point and it's not you have to feel proud and open to be that whole self rather than let's say if you go into work you're fine talking about your religion you're fine talking about your upbringing where you're from but you might not necessarily be open about talking about your sexuality if that's something that comes up in conversation it isn't every work situation that it comes up it doesn't necessarily have to i mean i tell my colleagues about dates that i go on but i don't have to it's just because it's how i am as a person but i like to create an environment that makes other people know that I'm proud of who I am. You should be proud of who you are in everyday life. Because let's face it, I live in, live at home, and even though I have my family and I live with them, actually the people that I spend my most time with is the people I work with on a day to day basis. You feel like you can't be honest, open as much as is needed at work in the work setting, then that's really bad. I think sometimes it's easier said than done. I want to be open and completely accepting of myself, but mm. sometimes self-judgment and shame takes over that. I'm very proud to be in a time where Sam Smith can express themselves and deal with the backlash that they that they received, but they shouldn't. Mm. However, I can't do that because I don't accept myself fully unable to do that. And that's fine because I have accepted that one day I'll be able to wake up and be true to myself. But in the meantime, it is great to live in a time where I can observe what they are doing 
and watch them live their best lives and be themselves. Mm. And I hope that one day I can do the same. Yeah, and I think it definitely plays back to what you mentioned earlier on about the layers of um, self-worth or lack thereof, like shame that you put upon yourself. And some of it is kind of cultural expectation, particularly from the both of us with our cultural heritages, where we've come from, we're both from families that are of Asian backgrounds, your family South, South Asian, mine Southeast Asian, East Asian. Um, and it's those quote-unquote traditional values, right, that we've had to deal with growing up and some people in the community, and I mean, it doesn't even necessarily need to be an LGBT plus person, it could be anyone who is ESEA, or South Asian, where they're growing up in the UK, they still have a clash of cultures for a multitude of different reasons. It's just that for our intersection, we add on the fact that we're non-heterosexual, that we're queer. And it's hard, because in, in some instances, like, I'll go abroad with family or to visit family. And that's probably at a time when I, I actually think I'm my least, if that makes sense. Um, so I think then help that sometimes if we're going somewhere, I'm having to think, ooh, if I were with a partner who isn't female, uh, or if he, um, I'm in a, in a place where I'd like to go with a partner. If they're not a female or female presenting, then things like, oh, I can't hold their hand, or we can't stand too close together. Um, and that, or even if I'm going with a female presenting person, but they're of a different um, ethnic uh, background, then it's like, oh, should I actually be holding hands with them, all those kinds of things. It's a lot of the small individual things that make up who we are. And in London, don't have to think about that so much. Although saying that in the last couple of years, I think it's been a bit more of a concern for quite a few people. LGBT plus hate crime has been on the rise in the last couple of years, um, which is a terrible thing to kind of see but also at the same time, it's, it's things like reporting has also increased. So whether it has, I mean, for argument's sake, it could be that the level of crimes are not increasing, it's just the reporting, which is in itself a good thing, for want of a better word. But it definitely is much higher for people who are in ethnic minorities or those who are non-conforming to um, gender identity binary or sexual binaries. As a uh, Southeast Asian person born in the UK who identifies as a pansexual, it's very disconcerting sometimes. If I have to go out and I'm just dealt with a ignorant person who wants to lash back at me because I have not reciprocated their feelings or their, their wish to ask me for a drink or Proposition, that's the word I'm looking for. And then they immediately go to quite hurtful things. 
that I just don't find necessary. And sometimes it comes from a place of privilege. Sometimes it comes from a place of hurt where they may have had to have dealt with certain things themselves. And that's when you start to see, okay, there is far less pride in the community than you would actually realise there is. And it's just a shame that there are a lot of people in the community that think that we're a unified group, but we're not. I can completely relate to what you said. As I'm approaching 30 and I'm getting older, I'm starting to think about how a future partner would fit in. Mm -hmm. But at the moment, I feel like I have to be two different people. The person I am with my family and the person I am with my friends and the people in my chosen family. But it's been difficult to try and find a way to bridge both those worlds because it's difficult. Like, I'm very lucky that my parents are accepting of me, but a lot of people can't say the same. I've realised that I've had, I have to be grateful because my parents are open to me bringing someone home one day. However, I've also accepted that I don't want to conform to heteronormativity, mm. that I want to have a relationship where it works well for the both of us instead of conforming to society's expectations of what a relationship should be. Mm. I'm Indian. My parents are Gujarati. I grew up in a very, we're not religious, but we conform to the values and morals that are part of Hinduism. But my siblings have got married and they've had kids and they had the big weddings and everything. So I always thought that I had to do that. But in order to be myself, I've had to realise that I don't need to do that and go on that path because it's not needed because there is no manual to being a gay South Asian or gay Asian person. You don't need to. You should do what works best for you and whoever you're dating or spending time with. And I think that's really important to look and I think that's really important of something to look for as a quality and, and characteristic of a person that you're dating or feel that you're going to have that kind of future with. Because at the end of the day, if I'm comfortable in who I am, I'm proud, and you are on that journey of finding that meeting point between your your two identities, as you put, but if it's someone else, that is also in that same mindset right now, or heaven forbid they're not actually able to see a point at the moment where they can merge, then that's something that I don't think I could be in a relationship with. And that's just me being honest, because I want to be honest and true to myself, but in as much as someone else needs to be honest and true to themselves too. And it's it's the notion of if you can't again going back to what i was saying earlier on if you can't be proud of who you are living in the everyday moment then that unfortunately is just the basis that i don't think a relationship can can really work you're right because you can only do that on your own you can't rely on someone else to help you get to that point and mm. i think that's one thing that i used to do in the past i used to rely on other people in order to feel validated but I had to work through it myself in order to mm. be on the journey of getting to that fully accepting state yeah. of mind. Well hopefully the both of us can find someone that is able to 
be in that mindset, be good in themselves and also be complimentary to who we are. Thank you for having me, Anne. Thank you for coming on. It's always a pleasure to have you on. Thank you for listening. I'm Aaron Patel. I'm Matthew Chu. This is a tightrope of acceptance.